What's up, everybody? My name is Brandon McCollum, also known as B McSee, and this is Nice Minds. I'm joined by a special guest, my good friend, AK Knowledge. What's good, sir? Hey, hey. How's it going? Uh, good, man. How you been? Busy. Busy? For as, uh, for as much, as limited as it feels. Yeah. Staying busy. <laughs> that's, that's good, man. I, I feel like the last time we actually saw each other in person was probably like three years ago at this point when we finished that album that yet unreleased album yes sir so yeah yeah i'll go in a little background uh how we know each other so we we worked together at the community center and i was actually trying to think of when we met because did you work work there already when i started because i started in 05 when did you start there do you remember no i think you were already working there and i was just like coming around hanging out and then uh because frankie worked there my cousin Oh, that's right. And then uh, kind of like my volunteering for dances and stuff, the high school or junior high dances turned into being something I was just started working there for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it turned out that we both uh, were hip hop dudes and we bonded off of that shit. And then, yeah, we, we started doing a bunch of shows. Um, I don't know how many shows we did together, probably at least like at least a handful, right? Yeah, for sure. Yep. yep. Hell yeah. Yeah. I was just at that Jay Quiznos not too long ago. <laughs> Oh, uh, JC's, Jay Cousinos? Yep, yep. That's crazy. I haven't been there in a minute, but we were we were frequent there. And th- that was when I like first really started booking shows. I think my, the second or third show that I ever booked was at JC's. Yeah, I mean, I still got one of those flyers flowing around here somewhere in a cardboard box, I'm sure. Those were dope little shows, though. Those were fun, yeah. man. And they, For sure. It, it was always like... They, they gave us a flat rate, too, so we didn't really... We, I mean, we promoted, oh, yeah. but we didn't have to worry about, you know, how many people we brought in the door because we were getting paid the same regardless. So I was able to be like, yo, I can give you, you know, 50 to 100 bucks for this show and guarantee that. That was dope. Yeah, that was for sure. Because shows weren't like that, you know, in general. Like, I mean... Yeah, especially if you find people, you find other people that are willing to work with you like that, that's definitely a good time to be had because i know there's a few like you said there's a few shows going on there yeah that was that was fire um yeah so we did a bunch of shows and then um you're part of a a crew called the initials with your boy uh what's 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 brent's uh stage name creative be creative that's right blanked for a second um and didn't weren't we gonna start a group called the initials and then like for whatever reason (laughs) that didn't happen like i feel like i came up with that name too (laughs) hey however it did happen it was something like that and (laughs) and i I feel like i came up with that name because i think it was supposed to be me you and g dot if i'm not mistaken oh shit yeah that's right i think that's what that was i think you're right and we we all realized that our our rap names were part of our initials because you're you know ak i don't even know what what ak stands for it's probably your middle name right no i didn't even know what it stood for either until much later it was uh my mom, she was like, no, your AK originally stood for Andrew Cool. He spelled cool with a K. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't realize I was doing that. But then <laughs> I was like, hey, makes sense. All right. So, so that's that. been a thing since you were like little then? Yeah, because I first was started writing when I was um, about 12 years old. I think I wrote my first song. And uh, then after that, it was just didn't actually do music until I was 16. Um, I did my first show at the Dinky Towner with um, Ridge Garvey, 
who's still very dope cat around Minneapolis yep. and um, definitely holding down for Minneapolis. And uh, at the time, he was going by Young Son, but Mike Dreams. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then you were the uh, one that told me about him back when he went by Young Son. Yeah, man. And they're both still great at making the music that they do. And um, and then Hype Pell. And uh, that was like Mike Dreams' cousin or something like that. Uh, I didn't know they were related. I thought they were just good friends. I think so, anyways. I could be wrong. But yeah, I mean, we all were um, connected and got down there and was doing the Dinky Towner. And then, like, shows at 16 was very limited, obviously, because you're not doing right. shows <laughs> as 18, let alone. And then uh, we did a show together, too. It was you, me, and Nemo. And I don't even remember who else was on the ticket, but it was like for my birthday. I dipped out on my birthday and came and did a show <laughs> for, with you guys. It was, was like it a at, half half skate park. It was at a skate. Oh yeah, it was this. Uh, it was in Rogers, right? Yeah, yeah. You did that with us. I don't. Even... Yeah, that was a huge, huge location. That was dope. Those were dope <laughs> yeah. shows. I forgot what it was. It was called Showcase, I think. Yeah, I think it was called a Showcase. Yeah, I think that's what it was called. That that had to have been like 2007 or eight. Yeah, because yeah, it makes sense. It's probably 16, 17 years old, and I was making music that was terrible quality but at the same time just pushing it out and then and then performing that with i know what that was one of the first times i actually got to perform that kind of music too so you guys actually opened a stage for me at the same time that's dope i guess i didn't even realize that i I didn't realize that was your like first shows i guess yeah it was when they started getting them on and then like 17 18 or yeah about 17 or 18 years old it was like hitting all of um all of minneapolis st paul going all tour and out throughout the, like the midwest and stuff like that um but that was kind of early on and then yeah then me and initials got or we create we went together as initials me and be creative and then we just draw some stuff in like 2010 with 15 minutes till midnight and then uh the most recent one was back in 2016 kind of before all this stuff started going to shit right <laughs> and that was uh and that was uh uh the night belongs to the poet and the madman. Yeah, that was both dope. like albums. We try to make more like socially aware. They were always had a concept to the music, and then we always just drop some singles that was putting out more of doing whatever we want to do. Hell yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, and then um, between two thousand, I mean, I think it was just two thousand seventeen, we worked on an album together and we recorded ten songs. And then I'm trying to think of how the timeline because it, my life just got crazy. But you had a you had, you had your kid, like like yeah. literally like we we recorded the last song we were finished, and then I want to say like the next week or something, your son was born <laughs> or something like yeah. that. It was like right right during that time. So we finished this album, and you know months go by. Like I start mixing it or whatever, and I, but at the same at the same time I was working on this other dude's EP and we were supposed to do like a, like a double release party and uh, you had tickets to fucking uh, Bill Maher, I think. And you, you couldn't, you couldn't do the, you're like, fuck, I got these tickets. I can't do the show. And I'm like, what the fuck? So like during that time, I um, like, since I was working on the EP and I was doing the full album, like I kind of put your album to the side since you weren't doing the release party. But then like literally like, we were, we were going to do it. And then my mom got cancer 
in June of that year. So it was like right after that, like two months after after that um, that show that was like the release party or whatever. And yeah, and then like my life just got stupid. I mean, for like a whole year and a half, I was helping my mom and dad when she had cancer. And like my, like it was just so hard to manage everything and stuff just fell through the cracks. And then, so yeah, this like literally like a month ago, I was like, fuck, we need to finish that album. Like it's yeah. it's three <laughs> three years overdue. And it's a dope project. Um, it's another one of those that just got to have a lot of fun on working on it. And um, I feel like the whole project together has been just a party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that. I mean, because then they're all beats that they were literally from probably like 2007 to like 2017. Like in that 10 years, like I made the, all those beats. So it's, it's crazy because they're all like super boom bap like back when i like mostly only did like chop beats when i like you know the kanye style stuff so it was all that stuff and open that vault back up (laughs) yeah open that vault exactly yeah but it was it was super fire though and uh that that project was super fun because it was it was one of those where like since we knew each other so well i felt like i was i was comfortable enough to tell you like nah dude spit that again so i would make you do like sometimes 20 takes of like one verse if i remember correctly yeah for sure and that's definitely helps out a lot with being able to you know um a a lot of those beats and stuff that we were working on were things that were higher tempo or they were doing things that were different with my element or something like that too and just being able to go in there and have somebody else that's talking about synchronizing where those bars need to be at or maybe there's one one line too much or something like that yeah it was definitely a good creative uh, process too yeah super dope and i finally want to release that this year in 2021 like but we still don't have a title bro that's like, true w- I-, I feel like we should come up with one on this freaking podcast like on the spot <laughs> i mean because w- so what were the options like i know codex funk was one you're just gonna run the poll <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, take run the, the yeah. vote for <laughs> vote for this album title and i, I mean i'm so i mean because it's very boom bappy um and we have like an old lady doing the intro, so I'm thinking like I, I really want something like old school, like Return of Boom Bap or like, um, like knowledge something knowledge, you know, maybe because like you know older and wiser. Um, I was pushing that K for cool. K, K for cool <laughs> is is that's dope too. But then you understand, then you know after AK what you know right, right. there is always yeah. a little secret. True, true, true. So, what have you been up to lately? You've been, uh, you've been writing. You've been working on anything. Like, what, what type of stuff has twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one thrown your way? Yeah, I mean, always, always say writing first and foremost. Being a writer, um, but then just recently, um, with B, we had started. He he had been working with um a couple of his good friends that have done music their whole lives, and they had formed a band together and asked if I wanted to join in on that. So another um, project that I'm diving into. Oh, that's dope. Oh, like a live, yeah. full live band? Yeah. So it'll be a three-piece with uh, B on uh, guitar. He's got his buddy Matt on drums. And then uh, his uh, buddy Corbin, he's playing bass. Oh, sick. So they're all lifelong friends. So they, they got a good vibe going together. When I came in, 
I was just coming to feel how that what they're doing, seeing what they how they're pulling things together, and I was like, all right, yeah, sounds good. That's uh, I can write to anything. So no matter what kind of style they want to go to, because I had a couple different genres and ways that they were making music together, and uh, I was like, yeah, all this sounds fresh. Like I'm ready to test my writing skills, my performance, my performance, and different ways because uh yeah being stuck in one way i don't think is um a good creative outlet you get too comfortable and get too used to doing the same old same old yep exactly yeah i mean i i as far as me producing i'm all over the place like i mean my original comfort zone was you know chopping samples and now it's now i'm i'm in the trap stuff i'm trying to get into like hey. pop, <laughs> pop stuff i'm trying to get into like more r&b stuff because I, I mean i've done tons of songs with singers but only singers like with hooks like i've never done yeah. i still haven't produced a full song with a singer before and i've been trying to do that for a minute so that's like my next goal as far as like producing goes yeah, you thinking like something that's gonna be like more slow, or what are you thinking? R and B kind of style, or <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm thinking well because I know I know tons of girls that are really really dope singers, um, and I got a few of them that I I really want to produce for. Like one one girl is more like laid back trip hop type stuff. Um, another okay. one is like straight R and B like soul type stuff. See, and that's what's interesting too. You get different vibes being, you know, having. I've played showcases where it's just, you know, there you'll have hip hop, rock, you know, there'll be an acoustic, you know, there's just, it's cool to have that kind of variety. It's easy to throw together like one genre of show and then everybody just knows what they're going to get. But when people show up and it's kind of just like, damn, okay, there's all these different kinds of music going on. It's like a mini festival, but just inside the venue. Um, I've always digged that kind of aspect. Definitely hitting the road and people being like, oh, I don't usually listen to rap, but I was really liking what you guys were doing, you know, especially when he's back there. He's always played piano and guitar on stage. So it was, uh, it's always good to have people that are open you're opening people's minds and getting them kind of get that door kicked down, you know? Yeah. I feel like when you guys started, uh, the initials, I feel like that's when I got really busy and I started working weekends. So I feel like I've never fully seen you guys perform together. So I didn't realize that Brent was playing keys on stage too. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Cool. I know you. You got really busy. I know. I was listening to some of the other podcasts prior, and <laughs> I was like, "Yep, I remember when that shit was happening." <laughs> Doing, you know, trying to do music, do work full time work. But I mean, it's kind of one of those things that it's been a constant theme going throughout the everybody I've heard you interview too. It's just like, yeah. I mean, since 2016, things have really just kicked into high gear, and it's been a trying to find a a balance of life. Yeah. And, um, keeping that stuff all pulled together yeah man i mean for real especially yeah the last five years have just been a whirlwind man i mean especially with like when i started nice entertainment and it was like boom things were just like coming together with that and then we i know we were gonna bring you in and like i don't i i was just so busy with like school and fucking this team and like i just got lost in everything man I, to the point where i i just got overwhelmed man i mean you like you said like you listen to the other one so i know you know that like nice entertainment is just going to be my personal brand going forward um it's just gonna yeah be it was like, interesting i found that out <laughs> yeah yeah so I it's mean, understandable i mean you've always had these different creative outlets that you've 
try to express yourself and different avenues that you've gone down. And I think this one has been sounding really good. Thanks, man. It's been, a, been a, a nice one to put together. Hell yeah. Uh, it's definitely been a a feeder on the ground, I feel like, for sure. And, it, and it's moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy because, I mean, I literally, like, I, I want to have conversations with everybody. I mean, especially people that I've, I have a history with, especially people that, you know, I vibe with creatively and um, that we just know each other really well. You know, like the one I did with Nemo and um the one i did with chance and my buddy brand yeah <laughs> i was listening to that one with nemo i was just sitting there like damn i wish i was in that conversation yeah. you guys are getting some good points that's i like it's been a um it's been cool to hear other people's perspectives especially when you know like you were saying too being tight-knit within um this hip-hop scene within this music scene in general in minnesota i mean even if you don't know somebody that well you you know somebody you're aware of that person kind of it seems like right yeah exactly it's it's such a small world and it's it's really dope i mean have you been following the wiseman at all um that podcast a little bit yeah i've got to interview both of them and joe from the wiseman kind of was like a mentor to me starting this which is crazy because i've been such a fan of theirs for forever to me they're like the the goats of you know podcasting locally they you know they they wouldn't I wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for them. Like I wouldn't probably even have the idea. I mean, not that I like, I directly stole their idea or or anything, but like um, they were a huge influence. And the fact that, that Joe took me under his wing to really help me get started and stuff. That was, that was mind blowing to me. That was huge. That was like a, that was a huge cosign before I even launched this. I feel like. So. Yeah. It's a good example of people wanting to just reach out and connect. I mean, and that's kind of people get their little clicks and groups within the music scene. But as long I think I find a lot of folks are really open to being able to work together. You know? Yeah, I think especially after after these, you know, couple years, you know, whenever like the covid stuff gets better and, you know, people are, you know, willing to go out more and all that stuff. I feel like it's going to be a whole new scene, man. I feel, yeah. I feel like it's, I, I don't know, man, I, like I've been feeling this for a little while, um, that I feel like it's, it's, it's going to be the scene that I always wanted it to be. I feel like, it, <laughs> I feel like it's going to be, so? I, I don't know, man, I got a feeling, I got a really good feeling, man, because like I said, like people reached out to me that, you know, probably would have been too busy beforehand, you know, with, yeah. you know, especially like with me, I would have been too busy too, you know, like 2020 gave me a chance to like breathe and like figure out what I want to do and get back to my roots and stuff like that. And uh, I think it was the same for a lot of creatives and it just, it gave us kind of the chance to, to look at our phones more and click around on Facebook a little more or like, <laughs> or, you know, social media in general and like, Oh, okay, this dude's doing that, you know? And I've gotten to connect with people, like I said, like that would have been way too busy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It'll be interesting seeing when this stuff opens up again. I think, uh, you know, first and foremost, those that are hurting, they're going to be wanting to have those bigger names coming through the door, making sure yep. it's, it was always about a draw for the most part. But even those people, even those venues that were, you know, catering to locals and getting them on there, Friday nights and Saturday nights are going to be a hell of a thing once they begin. And uh, I mean, here might be one thing, but I know even um, I was just over in Stillwater recently for uh, a birthday and one of the venues that we were in, they had live music playing. Then all of a sudden a five piece band came on. Granted, they weren't the 
favoring mass kind of crowd anyways but <laughs> yeah the people are people are trying to put live music out there and uh it's just going to be a matter of how comfortable other artists are and how comfortable people are going to be willing to be now, it's going to be a lot more like the sitting at a table kind of a deal and maybe mm-hmm. that social distance in a while but as long as you're there and you can perform and express yourself right as long right. as we can get back in there and um start to generate people coming in and having that um feeling back because that's what it really comes down to too just being able to just have that energy yeah exactly you don't get that energy performing on uh zoom or performing you know right. live shows on youtube kind of a deal yeah i've been hearing uh one person mentioned this and they didn't go into detail but um i can't remember which one of my friends uh talked about virtual reality being oh, hey. a thing so so if you think yeah. about that i mean that would you know even with a with a live stream but but virtual reality like you could be put like in the venue you know so there i mean go. that would be that would be way better than just like looking at a computer screen or your phone you know hey if i had that technology and i had a bigger you know a bigger name that was going to be doing it i'd try it out even if right. i had to pay for a ticket but at this right. point i'm desperate i think everybody is kind of desperate at this point i mean and yeah, it, it's it's just a huge question mark, man. I mean, it's like, when is it gonna? When are venues gonna start opening? What venues are even gonna be around? Yeah, that's a big question too. Because Honey shut down. Uh, I mean, what else? Uh, well, Triple Rock, I think, shut down before the. Um, yeah, they had shut down right before too. Yeah, and so a bunch of venues just like. Then I, I I talked to some other friends too, and Live Nation is buying up like everything. So as far as like, it's going to be cool for, for bigger names coming through for sure. But you know, who's going to give the, the little guys a chance, you know, the, the up and comers. Um, so it might be up to like some promoters to like start grabbing people to like open for big names and stuff and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's just going to be really interesting. On top of all, like saying, talking about, bigger names are going to be the first ones to step their foot in the door. Yep. That's going to be a long list of weight behind mm-hmm. and it's going to be. And when they've been shrunk down to the bigger venues, like you said, it's going to be those bigger names packing those bigger venues first and foremost. Yep. The little guys want to eat. It's going to be maybe, maybe new venues open up. Yeah. I've heard of new businesses opening up here and there. So even throughout 2020, it's just a matter of their positioning, I guess. Yeah, I th- I think it's we're going to see a lot more especially this year. I think people are going to start figuring out new things and new ways to kind of pool their resources. I mean, I mean even like with the whole like stock market thing. Like I feel like, you know, because they they pooled together and like brought down yeah. <laughs> but like I mean, I feel but I feel like people are going to start doing stuff like that but for good. Like I I can yeah. see people banding together like a whole crew of people and putting together a venue. You know, I mean, so I I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, I'm already like I'm not in talks of opening a venue, but um, I'm in talks of of like, (laughs) um, you know, uh, getting like a space, essentially. Um, I don't want to say too much, but um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm even in talks of doing stuff that I've never done before. So, I mean, so I think we're going to see a lot more of that stuff coming up. And and I think it's going to be a up to people like us to kind of just write a new write a new chapter you know yeah and here in minnesota though especially the winter time is going to be hard 
you know yeah. when it comes back to you know art of world that kind of times we you know do shows outside people can be spaced right. out outside yeah. it's a little bit different you know doing a show that's going to be like set up in a parking lot or you know they got a stage set up somewhere a little bit different but right now especially you know the six months of the year that we got snow <laughs> it's freezing yeah. cold out it's gonna be tough yeah it's definitely gonna be tough but um yeah i don't know man it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting uh what what else are you working on J- just the band thing right now is that your main focus or yeah primarily i mean we've just probably the last month now just working on that and uh working on that keyboard there trying to teach myself a little piano oh nice yeah right. <laughs> just trying to do some other creative outlets hell yeah what program mm-hmm. are you using uh, I'm not using anything. I've just been um, doing. They got, I forget what it's called, but they had something on um, just like through YouTube, training myself, taking some tutorials, and then uh, jumping into songs, just learning, you know, left hand, right hand, and putting them together. Just uh, more so, I'm having fun with it. That's what's up. That's sick. Hell yeah! I mean, that's that's a great skill, man. I, I it's something that I haven't fully grasped yet i mean i don't know if you've seen pictures of my keyboard lately but it's got no. it, oh yeah i did yeah I did. it's got all these stickers on it to like help me remember what like key signatures and all that stuff um hey i'm a sucker for actually, the piano yeah it's got all those oh. <laughs> <laughs> this <was up. laughs> yeah so um yeah man uh, that's dope that's a, definitely a skill that i've been trying to learn as well you know, I always have like the rhythm. That's one thing I could definitely just hear the beginning of the song and just be like, yep, I know what that is. Um, so like to have the rhythm already, I feel like just getting into songs. I was like playing Melancholy Hill by the Gorillas. That's one of my uh, oh, son's nice. favorite songs. So I was just getting into that. And then uh, one that was really difficult. I was trying to play Blinding Lights by the weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was just jamming out. Like I can feel it, but it's like trying to put two and two together, get both sides of the mind working and but it's been fun. I, I was just watching an interview with um, who's that producer? I think it, Ryan Tedder is that the dude, the singer of uh, he's in that band. Um, can't remember what band he's in, but he's a he's a producer, and he was talking about how nobody saw Blinding Lights being as huge of a hit as it was. But it's like how oh, man. How, how did you not see that? Like that song is like that song is universally dope. I mean, yeah. it's just one of those songs where you you I don't know I you can't hate on it like it just sounds so tell me good. doesn't like bring you to the vice city moments right <laughs> right yeah it's got like that vice city like 80s vibe then that's the kick i've been on lately too like i've been i've been making like 80s pop jams lately like that's what my production is kind of and even like my trap beats i'm throwing in like little like i was just working on something today <laughs> like like i had this like 80s synth but then all of a sudden i'm putting an 808 over it and like trap and stuff and it i mean that the weekend is just been a huge influence in that stuff because i feel like uh, and i feel like a lot of 80s stuff is just kind of coming back too which i love oh yeah you see miley cyrus doing it too she yeah. even got the mullet to go yeah like, <laughs> yep. yeah man those guys be jamming out a lot of times those producers go unknown and they're putting it down they're holding it down for a lot of those folks but weekends he's got the talent to do it behind it too and same with somebody like cyrus they've got the talent to do it on top of it all but right they uh those producers are holding it down yeah, it is. It's super interesting. It's it's a different landscape now, as far as like you were saying, like unknown producers. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, like back in our back in our day, we used to have like you know <laughs> big superstar producers. Like you knew 
who the producers were like you know that whole entire the, album that was Timbaland yeah Timbaland you know Pharrell <laughs> or the Neptunes um and fucking you know Swiss Beats like you had these main oh, yeah. rap producers that you would always hear on every major record but now like it's like they're all over the place unless they're throwing their name into that shit then you definitely know who it is right yeah it's like Mike Will made it oh okay yeah that is who yeah, made the, it with those producer <laughs> tags and stuff I've been yeah. I've been thinking about because I I'm still coming up with like my production name, and I you know I gone from like my old name Bam Bam Beats and then I'm like, but I want to keep my brand you know nice stuff so I'm like Nice Guy Beats, and yeah. I'm try I I have a a vocal tag that I'm thinking about throwing in there, but <laughs> I don't know if I like I feel like I'm too old to do it man like I feel like it's only for like the younger cats um that that's dope that you're uh, you're starting to play though. Do you think your son's going to be musical? Oh yeah, he's got everything at his fingertips. And he's That's already he's already jamming out to everything. Like yeah. I said, his his favorite song, one of his favorite songs right now is that Gorilla song. Just he feels it. He feels it, he's moving to it. That's what's he's up. Singing it. Is that off the matter. new album? Uh no, this is an older one. But he does oh, okay. he enjoys a lot of those songs too. But they do all the, you know, animation stuff and they have things jumping oh, out of the true. mouth. True, yeah, like I'm that. sure the the kids He's just would like, love that. Ew, I don't. He 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 likes some of it, and he'll be like, "Oh, I don't like that. What is that?" <laughs> <laughs> just like relax. It's a cartoon. You good? <laughs> oh yeah, because they are pretty dark. It's probably scary for for a little. Oh bit. yeah, yeah. They they do some odd things. That's for sure. Creative, yeah. different things. Yeah, he seems like he's got a personality though. With everything that I've I've seen, like the videos and stuff, like him, him dancing and stuff, and like. Just saying funny ass stuff. Yeah, he knows how to move, and um, yeah, he's got all the instruments he needs. Says for a drum, says for a drum. Uh, oh, he does have actually a good digital drum set he got for Christmas. Uh, but yeah, all that comes with uh, timing. Yeah, he gets in, he gets down and jams with them all. Whenever friends come over or even like relatives and stuff, they all got to come into the room and jam out. <laughs> That's dope. Yeah, I I was talking to Breakneck the Mage, and he his son is five now mm-hmm. and he uh, he's been doing like unboxing stuff with him and his son has kind nice. of started to get into music stuff as well it's going to be super interesting like with with our generation and our you know kids and stuff um you know because we we have like all the tools at our fingertips that we didn't have when we were younger so like the kids yeah. have like every possibility and so like the next generation it's going to be wild bro like, I mean, especially, like, with, you know, the stuff that I know you're probably raising them on tons of good stuff, I'm sure. But I know Breakneck's probably raising his kid on tons of good stuff. Like, the, the ne- I'm excited, man. The next generation yeah. is going <laughs> to the next generation is gonna come up with some fire, bro. Like, I, I, I have a good feeling. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, like you're saying, too, uh, you got these kind of tutorials you can do. You got um, – you don't even have to really – if you want to spend time on something, you can definitely learn a craft. Right. And that's going to be, you know, so long as you're focused, yep. that'll be a thing. You don't have to go to school to try to learn these kind of things at this point. You know, right. a lot of people are self-taught, but now they don't even necessarily have to be self-taught. They can, you know, spend that time doing it with, uh, you know, what avenue works best for them. Yeah. You know? I mean, speaking of which, I mean, because because our generation is kind of learning like we're like drowning in debt. I mean, like, are do you think you're gonna be? I mean, I know you're. It's 
it's a long ways away, but do you think you'll be pushing your kid to go to college? I mean, it's going to be totally up to him. Hopefully he got a scholarship. Right. I mean, every your kid's supposed to be uh, a better version of you, if you will. And right. We'll True be pushing that. for that. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, if he doesn't want to, then fuck it. <laughs> right. But it's just going to be super interesting. I mean, like you said, like there's so many different things to train yourself on like different avenues now. I knew a lot of kids that were going to college just to get that loan and spend it on fucking a rap video. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is just, just pimping the system. Hell yeah. Trying to get their name out there. Yeah, but I, I just I just have a feeling I'm especially after, you know, when people start really like because the job landscape is going to be totally different. I mean, COVID's oh, yeah. going to COVID's going to change everything. And, you know, who knows, like with the um, with the talk that of like canceling student loans and stuff like that. I don't I mean, I don't know. I don't see that happening like fully or whatever, but um, high hopes. Yeah, high hopes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't see it happening, but, but it's, it's, it's just going to be a really interesting landscape, you know, and I, I'm, I'm just interested to see what the future holds with, with the, the, you know, school, the future of like the concept of college, you know, I, I, I don't know, man, I, I see it, I see it changing. Cause you know, I, I'm, I'm obsessed with Gary Vee and Gary Vee's huge on like, don't go into debt, don't go to, you know, school and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm like, I got way too much debt on my plate. So like, I'm just like, damn, you know, I mean, I don't regret going to school, but at the same time, it's like, it's like, damn, I wonder, you know, what I could have used that money on if I would, if I wouldn't have gotten to school, you know, and if I would have had that money, right. You know? Yeah. A lot of those things came around as a savior sometimes, but definitely going to school first and foremost was for me for definitely having that education. One of the main issues that we see even with folks that don't have a little bit more education or maybe um, they slept more than I did in the class is they don't know how to decipher what's actually factual and what may be just BS in them. That's true. That's originally we were thinking it was like, Oh, just grandma and grandpa on Facebook and they just weren't checking, you know, PatriotsRUs.com. But then we come to find out, no, it's actually our generation too, that, they're just getting sucked into this ideology and they don't hear nothing else. And that's what they get trapped into. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I didn't really they need to have a class specifically in high school to just know how, if you can go through and you can write a paper and you know, you can cite Wikipedia or whatever the case may be. They need to have one that just, why, why can't you, what's the BS on that? Just spend a whole semester on that. <laughs> because yeah. <laughs> these these junior high kids and stuff get into it they don't know no better i didn't even think about that bro like you just opened up you just blew my mind like just the to be able to discerning of you know, to, to discern what's factual and what's you know fiction it's it's like it, it's so obvious to people like you and i like you know i don't know but some people it's they just that fall for anything yeah, you really got to, if you never had something that you really believed in strongly and then just had that shattered, you didn't really have an education yet. Because that's right. definitely something that having, you know, spend my time learning under professors that came from all different backgrounds or all different parts of the world was broke down to, I had guidance in what I was doing. I may not think that it should have been the cost that it was costing me at, but that's a whole different story. There's a reason behind that. The for-profit of college is a whole other thing, but there's no reason why we shouldn't have universities that 
are there to further educate its population because an educated population is what's going to turn around a shitty government. You know, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about education for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was mainly talking about the whole price tag. Of yeah. It, you know? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that Cause, is wild. Cause I mean, I, I love my education. My IPR gave me a great education, but that price tag on it, man, yeah, unless uh, something pops with this man, like, oh, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm screwed, bro. Like straight up, straight up. It's rough. You know, those, those, uh, even if they wipe out student debt, it's going to be federal government. It's not going to be, I doubt it's going to be state and, uh, yeah. private loans. Well, luckily my private loan is way smaller than my federal <laughs> loan. So, <laughs> so that, sure. that, that federal loan cancellation will do me some good if, if it had, you know, if anything happens with it. Which Every little bit helps. Exactly, which I won't hold my breath, but but we will we will see. You spend a lot of time reading. I mean, like look at those books behind you. Damn, uh, what you've been what you <laughs> what you've been studying? Uh, trying to get. I never took really any uh, economic classes during my time, so oh, okay. I've been reading a lot more on about the economy, doing more of that kind of studies because that's more where I'm ignorant at. Yeah, I was just thinking about that actually today. I was thinking about because uh, I was like the only time I took an economics class was senior year in high school, and I was a I ended up you probably saw in one of my podcasts uh, I was a super senior, so I ended up like I only needed like six credits to graduate or something or like four, but like I I did not graduate on time, and one of them was economics that I failed, cool. and so I had to like retake that again in 2004 and it like i just remember i was because i was like looking at the whole stock market thing that's happening and like really not understanding anything of it like i don't i don't get it um and i'm like damn like i should have paid attention in economics and like really studied this years ago and like learned all about that stuff for sure i mean we practice it every day you know supply and demand and what's What's beneficial to us? You know, what's a tra- better trade-off for us? Because we only got a certain amount of time in a day. But to actually know it, the insides and outs of it, helps a lot. Yeah. But yeah, as far as it comes to like the Wall Street stuff going on right now, that's more of my ignorance. Like I know the situation, but right, the exact reasons of how it's occurring, not exactly. Yeah. But I was Same. kind of already in that. I was already getting into it, and then what this stuff happened is just entertainment. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> I got friends that have stocks in it. They were having a party. <laughs> That's like all I've been hearing about, like on, on Facebook and like everywhere I turn is just that is like my whole timeline. So that's why it had me like really looking into it because I've been thinking about it for a while. I mean, back when me and uh, remember Josh Bianco, did you ever meet him? Uh-uh. He ran Nice Entertainment with me when I first started it and he got really oh, yes, yes. into the stock market. Um like way back in the day and he was like always talking about it and and he i mean he predicted like the things that that dude predicted are like stuff that's like happening now like it was insane like he just he saw like the whole economy stock future basically and he was like i I was thinking about this recently i'm like (laughs) damn that dude like was talking about all this stuff that's happening now and saying like in like five six years like some wild shit's gonna go down and it's 
happening. And like, I are. literally was like just thinking about that. That's crazy. But yeah, I mean, back when he was like doing the stock stuff, I was like, damn, I really need to learn that stuff. Yeah, that's where the money is at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People, but a lot of times it's people that already have capital making making it off of their own capital. Right. That's where it's tough for us. So that's why they, didn't, they weren't too happy about what was going on because right. little guys are getting a piece. All these outsiders coming in and just fucking shit up left and right. For sure. Yeah. It's really it's really interesting, man. I I, I don't know what to think of it. The future is going to be a very, very intriguing thing because we're going to see more and more just crazy shit like this happening. I mean, especially the longer that, that people are in lockdown, I think the more and like the longer that, you know, people are unemployed and all this stuff, like it's going to be some wild times, man. I, we're going to see some some interesting shit. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, especially, you know, technology is only going to be growing. Yep. You know, these jobs that are going to get replaced are going to continue to get replaced. <laughs> yep, exactly. No, they're not coming back as much as a politician can chit-chat and scream and holler about it. Yep. They're not coming back. Put your kid in a STEM program. <laughs> yep, straight up. Straight up, man. There's there's certain jobs that are just going to be dead. Yeah, a lot of these kids, you know, starting off with, the you know, their tablets and that kind of a deal they're going to be all hooked up and wired to it. And that might benefit them, especially if you're doing a creative outlet like music right. or art, you know, going to see it evolve in different ways. You know, it's kind of surprising though, is that not a lot of this stuff, you would have thought that things like EDM music would have been more popular now because it had more of a futuristic kind of a sound kind of a deal, mm -hmm. but I guess raving and that kind of deal. But <laughs> yeah, like, no, a lot of the sound has stayed the same. I mean, hip hop is really transcended. It, yeah, there might be some tweaks and some different uh, ways of presenting the music, but I mean, it's sunk into every kind of crevice. You know, whether it be country or it's been in the rock and roll. Yep. Like hip hop is the poetry form of this music is here to stay. That's for sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I, I do feel like like we were talking about like the next generation. I I I do see like boom bap like being reintroduced or like you know 80s or like 90s or you know coming back and stuff like that i think a lot of people are gonna be like looking i think you know i was thinking about this today too we had tons of time on our hands so you know i know for me personally i was going back and listening to like all the old stuff you know and like rediscovering my love for 80s and you know 90s and stuff like that so i've been revisiting mm -hmm. like i said like i was making some 80s jams and like i've even made some more boom bap beats and stuff like that so <laughs> i think i think we're gonna see a lot more experimentation and genre blending and you know things coming back in style that have been out of style for a while because i know a lot of people that you know were were complaining about the mumble rap and the trap stuff and all that stuff i think that's not going anywhere because i don't think you know those type of people are going to change their style that much but i do think that that there is going to be um as far as hip-hop goes there's going to be more stuff you know i push to the forefront like like more more boom bap is going to kind of come back and i'm even noticing like like travis scott's last album he had like boom bap beats on there yeah here and there yeah. you know people like, want to bring it back to the basics yeah right back to the basics man so I, I'm excited to see what 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 the future holds because I I got I got a good feeling, man. I mean, it, it it's we're always gonna have that stuff. Where, you know, us old heads are gonna be like, oh, that's that's trash. But you know, I I don't know, man. Like I, it's always I, been there. 
It's always been there. It's always been there. I mean, I will take the like the mumble rap of these days over Soldier Boy any day. <laughs> like that nah. Like I was thinking about like mainstream in like 2005, 2006 and that's when I was like like nah, mainstream's trash, like underground only. And I <laughs> like sometimes like some of that stuff like I'll go back and listen to that I kind of like now, but like for the most part I'm like that era was the worst. Like at least now like I fuck with the beats way more. Yeah, I mean, but if you're playing something like a Lil Yachty or whatever it was, where they're just like Lil Yachty, <laughs> yeah, whatever the case may be, that shit's out there. <laughs> but people be jamming to it. Yeah. Now, I mean, you're, people are blowing up off of TikTok. Well, actually, that's where I'm digging a lot of the beats that are Dude, coming out. The TikTok is fresh. <laughs> straight up, bro. <laughs> Where's straight that coming from? Up, like the like my girl, my girl's obsessed with TikTok and those beat drops, man. And man, those some of those beats are just fire. Hell yeah. Fire. My girl keeps saying, you got to make a TikTok. You got to get on there. You got to start like doing your beat stuff on there. And I just, I, you know, I, I'm a familiar with TikTok, but I just, I haven't quite, you know, learned how I want to like my style when it comes to making that stuff. So this year, hopefully I get into that, that lane. Cause I would love to. It's tempting, but I haven't created the account yet. <laughs> yeah. I got an account. I, I, I posted one thing. Which is hilarious. I did like I low key. I didn't post it on Facebook or anything, but you know when Trump was talking about the massive dumps. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I yeah. made a. I made a. I put like him over a beat, saying like they did dumps, dumps, massive dumps, and like I made like a little thing. <laughs> I got like a couple hundred views on on TikTok, and I got like a couple hundred views on YouTube. I didn't even like post it anywhere. I literally like or like share it. I just you yeah. know. I just posted it on YouTube and TikTok, and I just saw what it did. I think I posted it on Instagram too. Um, organically, but, it just organically, oh. it just kind of did like a little something, something. But I, I definitely want to get on there and do more like comedy beat stuff and like or like just fun stuff like that. I want to do more mashups because mashups are are fun too, and I've been seeing a lot of like mashup TikTok stuff. Yeah, I mean, people get really creative on that kind of thing, and yeah. I mean, who would have foreseen that coming? Right, you know? exactly. It's another another way that and music's a big part of it. Yeah, huge part know? of it. Um, yeah, and I th- people criticize these social media platforms and stuff like that. They're like, oh, they're for you know little kids, or like you know they criticize whatever. But like, that's Jason me, Derulo's home, right? <laughs> yeah, it's Jason Derulo's home exactly. Um. But I, I see it as just another lane for people to get creative, for people to pop off, man. I mean, it's it's hard to hate on those dudes, like especially the you know the the younger generation blowing up off of it, especially like like oh, yeah. you said, like like when the beats are fucking fire, you know. So I I have good hopes, man. I I, I think that I think that the next generation we underestimate them a lot. Like we criticize we criticize a lot, but I. I I got a, I got a good feeling about a lot of those those cats, man. I think that's a pretty good example of how the younger crowd has recognized how to go actually out there and get themselves heard because coming up it was like the MySpace days where there was unlimited connections. Yeah. Nowadays, younger cats don't want to be on Facebook or something like that where those right. algorithms are just kicking you into the same people over and over again. They want something like a, a Twitter. Or they want something like a TikTok where it's gonna be random. You could you could have your select uh, views that you're gonna see, but you can have that openness if you want it. 
Yeah. And that's where people enjoy that stuff, man. They don't want to be limited. They want to see the world, see what other people are doing. Because I know one big thing that, especially with this all going on, that like uh, Twitch, the live stream has definitely been a big thing for. Oh, yeah. You can go on there and see people doing music. You know, you can just sit there and watch people jam out, see do one, people do one man bands. A lot of people I like, like uh, Mayday, they do, they'll do like a live freestyle session. Mers, oh, that's dope. Yeah, Mers will start off freestyling and then jump into a video game or something. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been, you've been doing like game streams on there, haven't you? Yeah, doing a little bit of mix of both, but definitely haven't devoted much time to it. But I definitely, it's it's very interesting to go in there and, you know, people that usually, you know, especially growing up, you're like, oh, dang, these people are like inspirations. And then <laughs> now they're chilling. You could be up in a chat, just hit them up in a chat and, you know, they'll read it out loud and, you know, correspond with you that way. That's what it is, brings a lot of uh, that connectivity from artists to fans. It's pretty dope. That's dope. Yeah, I, I, a lot of people have been suggesting that I get on there too. Um, I want to figure out a way, well, not figure out a way, but at some point I think I want to make this a live thing. Um, no. I feel like I need to tighten it up a little bit more before I, I do that. But um, I, I definitely, I love the streaming aspect of it. You know, I, like I love podcasts that are live streamed and stuff like that. So I definitely would love to get in there at some point. And w- when the pandemic first started, I was cooking up beats like on Facebook. I don't know if you caught any of those. Um, I was doing like these, live, so. yeah, yeah. these live cookups and the last one I tried, I was just having mad internet connections and stuff like that. Sometimes I just get frustrated and just give up. So like at that technical difficulties, yeah, the technical (laughs) difficulties, I was just like, fuck it. And I almost did that with this podcast. Like I was having technical difficulties like crazy when I first started, but I'm like, nah, I want to figure this out. And then like, you know, I did like four, four or five that were like, okay, but I was just having technical difficulties, but I just kept doing it. I'm like, Oh, okay. I got this. I got this. And I was listening to LP talking about that too. Just it, it's a whole you're learning another ball game trying to wire up all that stuff into your place and having the quality again because oh, a lot yeah. of times that's what's going to separate you too you know yep yeah having, that... a, having a band play live and having that quality there to be able to translate that <laughs> you got to have some skills unless you're paying somebody right exactly yeah i mean and that's where uh, like with this podcast um i i was nervous about the quality and like i said i was having mad technical difficulties at first and i'm like this is going to be awful. Like everybody knows me as an audio engineer and the, the audio sounded like <laughs> shit. And like, this is, but I like the first feedback I've gotten was like, dude, this sounds great. Like man, you're mixing this great. And I'm like, all right, I appreciate it. Hell yeah. And so. yeah, it's, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, if you want to do something, you just got to try it. You just got to hop in. You know, if you got an idea, you just gotta, gotta go for it. I think audio comes first and foremost anyways, cause right. There, you know, I went from actually you didn't have any of the videos up. So I was I was searching around for the videos, but then I went up and uh it was on Spotify. And so I just had Spotify up while I was driving. It's like easy enough to listen to something for an hour when I'm doing that. Hell yeah. Um but the production's good too, you know. If it was to go and hear something that was crispy, crackling, <laughs> it's a little right. tougher to get through. I might get through it, but it might be tougher. Uh but yeah, that audio is gonna be what's gonna give you all those avenues. And yeah, I think it sounded alive. I, I was enjoying. The way I do it is just crazy. Like I'll tweak it. Like I'll spend like hours just tweaking. Like I'll spend like an hour straight just like on the mix, just making sure that you know everything sounds decent. 
you notice other things that other people aren't even going to notice. <laughs> exactly. And that, that's, that's the producer though. Like that's the engineer in me, man. I mean, I'm, I'm a editor. Like that's what I do. That's yeah, always going to be there. Right. <laughs> that's exactly. not going anywhere. Exactly. Especially when you go to school for it and stuff and yeah, you just, you, you don't get rid of that. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm trying, I'm trying to be less of a perfectionist though. I got to get to a point where I'm like, like, okay, this is good. I need to just walk away from it. Cause I know that like, I, I just got to get quicker with it. Like I got to get like to the point where like, okay, this is good. Like I just need to move on and like, yeah, you know, not. And I think, uh, I mean, that wasn't the problem with your album, but um, that's been a problem with, with me when it comes to music in general is just being, we've a- always talked about quality over quantity. Yep. It seems like nowadays, though, it's just cut down to like two minutes a song. Yeah. Not so much with like what we had done recently, but, you know, I think even with that kind of trendy stuff that happens, um, kind of touching on what we were talking about earlier, you're always going to have people that are in the times, but are bigger than the time. So like, even though somebody like Nas or Jay-Z might have been doing some of what some of these other people were doing at the time they're doing it still differently you could tell that they had that longevity what they were doing was in their lane and you know there wasn't going to be any stopping them you get the same thing with like a j cole or a kendrick lamar now you know anderson pack these guys are going to be guys that are going to stick around they're not going anywhere straight the up. other guys are going to come and go but yep. that's what we are i think that's what we hated the most because you might have had a favor between jay-z or nas but either way both those guys were going to be legends no matter what oh exactly you know but who else was out there with them? Right. I don't know. Some guys in some white long tees. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Exa- exactly. And that's and then that that goes back to what I was talking about with like the 2005 2006 era. How many of those dudes are like doing stuff now? Like I don't hear. I mean, you hear about Soldier Boy like saying crazy shit on like The Breakfast Club. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then like <laughs> Young Jock, where the fuck is he now? Like, I mean people like that it's just it, they they're coming coming gone even if they had more than one hit they were just around for the couple of years going on right. and hopefully they hopefully they save their money up right yeah exactly <laughs> exactly but yeah i mean the the people and i feel like we we got some legends right now that are like have come up in the last like 10 years i mean kendrick j cole um you know i drake uh, you know as much as like people hate on him with ghostwriting and all that stuff i mean you can't you can't deny the dude's legendary status at this point i feel like yeah um, he's definitely another one of those guys that just does what he wants he right. wants to have fun on a pop song and he's just gonna do it yeah you know? but man thank you for joining me man i appreciate you i appreciate our friendship appreciate all the conversations we've had i appreciate all the collaborations all that bro hell yeah man it's always good you know all these years later like i said one of the first uh First people linked up doing music and doing shows. And uh, it's always a blast to have that conversation. And even if we ain't seen each other for a minute, we always can just jump right back into it. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> we got that one of those friendships, man. Well, hey, it was good talking with you, man. And I uh, look forward to many more. Yes, sir. We'll do it again soon.